Hey guys, I'm back. This is my review of the Married to Medicine. I actually recorded a review last night for this podcast, but I feel like I missed a few things. So I'm going to go back and just kind of point out a few things, you know, that I missed. And one of the things I really missed was the conversation that um, Eugene had with Toya. You know, Eugene is working 100% clinical. Now, he was an administrator at one point. And now he's back to doing clinicals and he feels this and he works a lot of hours. You know, he's working a lot of hours and he feels as though he's not getting an outlet. You know, he feels as though he needs another outlet besides, you know, when he's not working, he wants something else that he can focus on. That's fun to do. He, um, I think he just needs maybe a creative outlet or maybe a sports outlet. I'm not sure what it is, you know, Sometimes, you know, you see a lot of doctors, they, they like to go golfing, okay? That's their other outlet outside of working in clinicals, right? And maybe he's not into golf like that. I don't know. He's never mentioned it. And he's, I guess, in search of. And I felt like Toya was finally understanding, like, her husband works, works, works. And well, at least I think she's understanding he works a lot of hours and it's because he wants to continue to make the administrator money that he was making. Making that kind of money gives them the lifestyle they live, right? So I really hope that he finds something that he enjoys and not get into the burnout stage. And I'm glad that he mentioned how so many physicians, even people in, that work in the medical field, period, how a lot of them have transitioned out because they are burnt out. You know, the, the pandemic took a big toll on them and they really, you know, and I do know of nurses, uh, a lot of them are like stepping back and going into teaching and education and not doing direct patient care. It was a lot. It was a lot. So that was a very good conversation that they had. You know, I feel like Toya might be understanding a little bit more about where her husband is and what he wants. And I think he really needed to have that conversation with her because I don't think she was clear up until that point. Like he really needs another outlet. He needs to have a place where he can have fun. So that was one of the points I missed last night uh, during my review. Something else I want to talk about. Well, I'll just talk about the episode in general. Uh, we saw that Anila, her housekeeper, Nanny, um is moving or has moved to i think some part of texas i think houston either houston or dallas and she's been with the family for five years and the, and and the thing that i want to point out about that situation was the connection between the nanny and the children because they really felt attached they spent a lot of time with her and you can see that when Anila was trying to have this, well, she was having this conversation, letting them know that she's moving and all of that. It, they, they didn't understand because they're, they're kids, you know, they're, they're little ones. So they don't get it. They just know that they're the person that they are attached to, the person that they spend. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably spend more time with the nanny than they even do with Anila. And yes, Anila is a stay-at-home mom. Uh, she's a blogger. But I think the interaction, there's more interaction with the nanny in the kids than it is with her and the kids. And we know her husband is a doctor, so he's gone a lot. So it was really good they were trying to, they included the kids into the conversation about her leaving as opposed to she just leaves and they just tell about it, tell them about it later on. 
they were included. It was painful. They they watched her drive away and they were crying. And I think the I think the nanny actually lived with them, if I'm not mistaken. So that was something that I, you know, I felt like it was a tender moment to, but it was, it, it, you know, it, it, it did hurt the kids. And when the nanny said, well, I'm not coming back, I was like, oh, I hope you're going to visit at least. But, and who knows what her reasons are for, I mean, she's, you know, she wants to be with her kids and, you know, she probably wants to relax and enjoy her, you know, probably retirement or what have you. And that's, that makes perfect sense. And it's very understandable. And of course, you know, um, Anila will get, if she doesn't already, get another nanny. But I know it's hard, easier said than done, because finding someone that you entrust your children with, you feel comfortable with them, you basically include them in your household and include them in your family, that takes time. That's not an easy thing to do. And, and also, this person needs to be able to connect with the children. Um, sometimes you can get a person, they interview well, they have um, some really good experiences, they explain, you know, they have good references, but even with all that good stuff going on with them, when they meet the children or child, you know, whatever, um, sometimes that connection doesn't happen because not all children, every child is different. And sometimes it takes time to grow that connection. So yeah, Anila was, you know, talking to her husband and saying, you know, this is going to be a big task for us, a big undertaking to find someone, one, that we're comfortable with, and two, that we believe can make that connection with our kids. So yeah, she's got a big um, task ahead of her in, in accomplishing that, you know, she really does. Um, I think her mom lives there, so at least her mother can step in a little bit more until that happens. Or oh, then she might even just, well, no, she gonna get a, she's going to get a nanny. Mom ain't going to do it all the time. She'll get a nanny. <laughs> so we got that going on. Um, Jackie, you know, we see a lot with different, her different patients. We see her more in her practice. One of her patients is actually works for her. It's her assistant. And I think this is her first child based on the way... She was asking questions about the pregnancy. Sounds like this is the first time for her. And I think she's having an issue. Well, she had a little something going on with the, um, and she, Jackie named the medical term going on with the, um, the umbilical cord. And I guess they have a procedure that she needs to go under um, to correct it or whatever. Because, you know, Jackie explained what the purpose of the umbilical cord is and the placement of it, how important that is. And so, like I said, I think this is her assistant's first child. And Jackie made it very clear also that when she goes into the hospital, that she advocates for herself. If she has any questions, these are the types of questions to ask. If you are still um, concerned, continue to ask questions. Don't give up. Don't just sit there and say, OK, whatever they say and just go with it. You know, and of course, Jackie said, and if I'm not around, you can always leave me a message. I'll get right back to you. And now, like, you know, Jackie said, I can't be with everybody at all times, but I do want the women to know that it's important that you advocate for yourself, that you make sure that you let these doctors and nurses know that, look, hey, I know you're the professional, but if I have a thousand questions, you need to answer all 1000 questions until I feel at ease. So that was excellent. We, we need that more often, not just with OBGYN, but across all anything medically related, make sure ladies that, especially ladies, you go to the doctor, you feel like something's wrong with you, 
Um, you don't know what it is. They dismiss it as something, you know, maybe they initially dismiss it. It's still bothering you. Advocate for yourself. Push the issue. Because sometimes, and I know we've read this, I've seen this happen. You know, I had a, a friend of mine went in, she was having stomach issues. You know, she was having a hard time. She was having a little slight pain. Uh, um, she was uh, uh, not able to hold her food down at first. And, you know, people, you know, they were say, oh, well, she has indigestion. Well, that's not indigestion. Found out that she did have uh, um, a cyst, you know, and they had to do, you know, surgery to get rid of it. It's, again, you know your body and you know when things is not right. So I'm glad that she insisted on getting someone to really take the time and that's another thing, taking the time to listen and focus in on, you know, what it is that's going on and then do the research and take the time to look and figure it out. That was another good thing to, um, to also keep in mind. Cecil and Simone are writing a relationship book. They have been married 25 years and they are seeking some advice from Amorosa. Uh, Amorosa, you know, as they pointed out, you know, there was a point in time you mentioned her name and it wasn't positive, especially in the black community. OK. They said they don't judge her based on her political affiliation. Um, she's a smart woman. I'm going to say this about Amarosa. I don't agree with some of her political ideologies, but I will say she is definitely a smart woman and. If I was looking for business advice, I, I would not have an issue with talking to Amarosa about it because I know she's well-versed and she knows what she's doing. She's also had a number one bestseller on the New York Times list. So they're talking to Amarosa and we also find out Amarosa has a positive relationship with their youngest son, you know? And so he happened to call, I'm not sure for what reason, but he just happened to call and Sorry if I walked away, guys. He happened to call and Anna Rose was talking to him and letting him know if you need anything, I'm here for you and this and that and the third and, you know, um, whatever, you know, she's she's like, a, she's like an auntie to him. So that was great to hear. Uh, we also find out that Cecil's, uh, Cecil and Simone's oldest son, is he's in his first real relationship and, uh, you know, she's Asian. Uh, when Simone was telling well, she's of Asian descent. And when Simone was telling, um, uh, who was this? Telling uh, Quad about the young lady and mentioned her name. And it's Andrea, right? And and, and Quad was saying, calling it Andrea. She's like, no, you're putting too much emphasis on the Drea part. It's Andrea. Quad was, Quad was kind of funny this episode. I have to admit, I, she was funny this episode. You know, I have my ups and downs when it comes to Quad. And the fact that, you know, she's got a mom living with her and her nephew. Now, I don't know where the nephew's mom is. They, they haven't mentioned that, but the nephew's living there. We know from last episode, nephew's, you know, the, her brother, Quad's brother passed away. He had some uh, heart condition. Um, and Quad is like, you know what? You know, he sleeps in the bed with me. I got to stop sleeping in the bed with me. And, you know, um, he's he wants to know where I am and my whereabouts. And I think the little boy has abandonment issues and Quad is trying to be very patient and understanding of that, which is great. So that's that I, I love seeing that dynamic as well. And, you know, Quad's got the, her, this new house. So I mean, Quad seemed to be doing success. She's successful and things are going great for her. So the crux of the episode was, oh, Jesus, an intervention for Dr. Heavenly and this YouTube channel. So for those of you who follow uh, 
you know, this show, Dr. Heavenly has a YouTube channel. Okay. She started this channel about two years ago, maybe three now. And she does a lot of reviews of marriage to medicine in particular. Now she was doing love and marriage Huntsville. She also talks about relationships. She's had, um, people, she periodically has people on there with her to discuss, you know, uh, uh, current events. Like, you know, she had Funky Dineve on there. She's had, she's interviewed T.S. Madison. Uh, I know she has, um, what's his name? Um, I forget his name, but anyway, she's been really working on building her channel and providing a lot of content on there. Now, some of the content as it pertains to marriage medicine hasn't been favorable to um, some of the, well, to the cast. <laughs> she has made some very harsh uh, public um, comments about like Contessa's marriage. She's talked about quad. She, she's talked about them all. And, and so Contessa feels as though there needs to be an intervention. Contessa feels as though, you know, she needs to put together Heavenly's greatest works when it comes to the cast and showcase that to her. Now, she got Toya in on it because, of course, Toya's in her feelings about some of the things that uh, Heavenly has mentioned. And then she they hooked in Simone. So Quad and Dr. Jackie and Anila don't know what's going on. So the night of this so-called intervention, I don't know what lie they told. Uh, I guess Heavenly was, they told Heavenly was going to have a movie night or something. I don't know. So the first thing was they was trying to get the ladies you know, Anila, Jackie, and Quad to leave their phones in this basket at the front door. The problem with that was, you know, first it was like, why? Like, Anila was like, well, what's going on? Well, I'll follow along with that. And then you get um, Quad like, why do I have to hold, well, you know, what's the whole point of this, you know? And same thing with Dr. Jackie, like, girl, I'm not, you know, putting my phone, you know, I'm a doctor. Like, and the, and the person who was the gatekeeper was Toy, and she was really just, just, I mean, you know, just <laughs> she was just not the best person to be the best gatekeeper. And the purpose of that was Contessa didn't want them to alert uh, alert um, Heavenly about what was going on. So when they get down into the viewing room, which is there, uh, you know, Contessa has her own movie theater. That's great. This is what Contessa decides to let them know, let the ladies know what the real plan is. And Quad was like, hold on, that, that's not a good, wait a minute. You know, she, you know, Heavenly is going to have a problem with this. Heavenly is not going to like this. This is going to be a problem. You know, this is going to be, she's going to view this as an ambush. It is an ambush. The, and, and, and I love what Quad said about it in her confessional. She was like, look, an intervention is, when you have the, your intention, your motivation is to help the person. Your motivation is to, for example, addiction. You know, if a person is a drug addict or alcoholic, you're, you're trying to get them to understand the problem with the intention of providing some concrete solutions and letting them know that you still support them in their journey. You know, that's the way that interventions work. This was revenge. This was an ambush. There is a very big difference and the motivation and the execution and the delivery, all of that counts. 
Anila was uncomfortable. Jackie was like, no. Even though they might agree with, yeah, we don't like what she do as far as YouTube channel, but the th this manner, the combative manner, is going to result in combative results. Okay? And that it did. Heavenly gets there. Quad is looking uneasy. She said, let me fix you your crown and coke and all of that. They sit there. Contessa, you know, she's got on the wig that you know that came from Heavenly's beauty supply store. And they watch again, like I said, if anything that had to do with any of the cast members that was negative, whatever, they she played that. And Heavenly is just sitting there like laughing at first, like, this is funny. Like, yep, that was good advice. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, she's not getting it, if you will. So um when it got to the end and you and she looked around at contessa's face this is when heavenly finally figured out she's like okay wait a minute we haven't spoken in five months you waited five months to let me know that you're angry about things that i said on my youtube channel and contessa you know again the combativeness here it, it didn't work contessa just goes off and again if you are um, if you are intentionally trying to help somebody, that's one thing. It was very clear that this was revenge and it went, it went left real fast. You got Heavenly and Contessa in this huge argument, Contessa about to in tears. And incidentally, <laughs> Heavenly went on her YouTube channel last night, right after this air and honey, she really cleared. She aired Contessa and, and toyed them out. She even went as far as she was like, look, Contessa just probably just needs a storyline because she has nothing going on. Then she went on to say Contessa didn't even like Toya. She has no respect for Toya. And yet she over there smiling in Toya's face for the sake of trying to come at me and be negative against me. On the one hand, I'm glad that Heavenly is getting a little bit of taste of her own medicine. But on the other hand, I don't like the approach. I still don't like the approach. And yeah, Heavenly has this channel. Very similar though, when Mariah had her Facebook Lives and she was going live after the show would air and talk about the cast and all of that. Heavenly was one of the biggest uh, people who spoke out against that. But now you're doing the same thing. Just a little hypocrisy going on there, but okay. So... It ended with, with no resolution. It just ended with Heavenly leaving out. She pissed off. It, it went no, it, it did not give what it was supposed to give. The intention that, you know, I don't know what the intention was. Well, I guess the intention was to embarrass Heavenly and have her see that she's wrong or something. It just went, it went left because it, it became very clear to Heavenly very quickly, the intent. And it was not to... It wasn't done in a manner that you really are that you really should expect for Heavenly to make a change, you know, if anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That that was pretty bad. I felt like that was awkward. That was bad. I don't like things done with malice. And that was done with pure malice. I, I didn't like that at all. If these, you know, Cortessa wants to, well, first of all, you haven't spoken in five months. That's let's just start there. Contessa probably shouldn't have been the one to even initiate this uh, so-called intervention because 
it looked just like you intended to. It looked like an ambush. It looked like revenge. It looked like let's set you up to embarrass you and to get on you. Not a good look. If anybody could have done something to bring it to you know the attention of Helen in a manner that wouldn't make her feel like she needs to be on defense, could have been Dr. Jackie. Possibly Quad. But definitely not someone who hasn't spoken to uh, her in five months. Because we all know what that looks like. Because because as far as Heavenly was concerned, she didn't even understand what the problem was. She had no clue because Contessa had been on her channel talking about Toya, for example. She's also talked about her relationship. So, so Heavenly was in the dark. And you saved this. That's passive aggressive. You planned this out and you didn't think it was going to go left. You really thought this was going to work out favorably? Contessa, you were just all out wrong for this. I, I don't, uh-uh. And now, I was listening to uh, Heavenly's Live. There's supposed to be a rumor out there. She says she doesn't believe it, that there's a rumor that Toya is cheating on Eugene. I'm like, what? I don't believe it. I don't think that Toya would, I, no. I, I, I really, really don't believe it. I think she truly loves her husband. I don't think Toya would take that type of chance to ruin her marriage. I, I just don't. I don't. I just don't believe it. Heavenly says she doesn't believe it. It's going to be a topic that comes up on the show. We'll look out and wait for that. But anyway, that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.